Well, folks, it looks like Raspather and I have finally lost our minds, as well as all sense of our dignity, because this week we admit that not only have we played in LARPs, but we have written for them. Systems to Story. All is revealed on this week's episode of Let the Dice Roll. So, you want to hear a story, huh? <laughs> have I got a story for you! I was over here minding my own business when suddenly. An old friend came in from out of town. Someone stole my car. There was an earthquake. A terrible flood. Lost it. Who put that crab there? Crab? I didn't see any crab. Don't tell me there were two crabs. They work in pairs. You better have a damn good explanation for this. No, now go away or I shall taunt you a second time. Hello, listeners. Yes, that's right. We're back. Your favorite dragon and fox combo. Raspather and Banjo for another episode of Let the Dice Roll. Uh, yes. How did we describe ourselves? When Irreverent podcast about social <laughs> gaming, I believe. I like that. that was a- yeah, I think that was. I think that's the point we're trying to get to with this. Um, or at least gaming that interacts with other people physically, or even digitally through a thing. If distance is a problem, but the best gaming experience is when you're with people in the same room. Yeah, that's true. It's not the only way to have a good experience. No, that's what I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's the best experience, but. If distance is a problem, online, tabletop, social gaming, well, because, of course, everyone does not live in the same county, state, country. No, you're... you're... That's interested in the hobby. (laughs) You're correct. However, I feel (laughs) as though Adventurer's League and role-playing in general is becoming a big enough hobby that for anyone that has a local game store definitely can find a group it may not be the best group but hey you can probably find a group and hell even if you find a really crappy group that you don't like get a little (laughs) bit of experience and make your own damn group if you have (laughs) friends you can create a group Drag him into the hobby, kicking and screaming. The one thing I would say not to do (laughs) is to go into LARPing, because everybody knows that LARPers are the absolute worst (laughs) kind of people on the planet. Well, what Banjo is saying, we have some personal experiences that kind of... No, they they can't know my horrible secret. Come on, Banjo. It's time for backstory time. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) It's too painful. (laughs) It is a sore, sore subject. And also, LARPing is very awkward if you're introverted and kind of shy around people. Oh, so you... That takes a long time to warm up. That's the only problem. But LARPing in general, if you can handle it, can be a good thing. But it's not good for everybody. (laughs) All right. You'll have to excuse me for a minute. While I wait for everyone that knows me on Mastodon to stop laughing, because (laughs) everyone on Mastodon knows that I am not a shy person. (laughs) 
like I'm not even kidding. Like this, that's just Actually, how I am. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I was not talking about uh, you, Banjo. Even though I look at you, a Mastodon, and I just just go, okay. It's been five minutes. Banjo, stop <laughs> updating. <laughs> but you don't understand. This is the best. Hold on. Uh, ham and Banjo, cheese you just updated like a few seconds ago. <laughs> no, actually, I will have you know, my phone is down every time I podcast, all right? The okay. Fa- the fact that I have Mastodon in a browser in the background is irrelevant to this conversation. Oh, Okay. But, hold on, hold on. But Mastodon is still in your peripheral. It still has open text box that's open. No. <laughs> that is also not true. I have two screens on my desktop right now. One is solitaire, and the other is the open broadcast software that we use to record. I see. The secret's out now, people. Listeners at home, he plays solitaire. Oh, we talk about gaming. Yeah, I also do other things while gaming. Excuse me. (laughs) (sighs) In all seriousness, though, LARPers, that is live action role players, those of you who don't know, tend to get... uh, Is a bad rap the way to put it, or is it, like, worse than that? Like anyone in any given group of players or fans passions can run high if things don't go well the right way well i wasn't even necessarily thinking of it in that perspective oh okay it was to me feeling like an old fogey in this based on previous conversations of how the gaming community has changed and is way more welcoming these days, Uh feels as though LARPers were kind of the outcasts within the outcast community. Like, oh, you're a dirty, filthy nerd. You play Dungeons & Dragons on the weekend. Ew, gross. And then, like, the weekend D&D players were like, oh my god, you LARP? What the hell is wrong with you? Well, I think that was... Is that still a thing? Or I honestly don't know. I have not been to a LARP for the longest time. Um, and at least I didn't perceive that to be the case when I did AmpGuard back in the day. Right. Okay. But for the people, the listeners at home, and also the people of the internet, uh, I've, I've seen the YouTube video of person going lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. It's the similar thing, but I don't think it's the same All system. Right. No. But anyway, <laughs> it's live action role play with foam bats with like thick foam around it. You yeah. beat people with, sure. and it has mechanics for spells that has little foam balls that you throw at people, and so on and so forth. Compressing that into a short and easy to understand form, it's what we call a boffer LARP. You basically ah, there have. You it's a fantasy LARP, just like Dungeons and Dragons. It takes place in a similar magic and medieval style world. You have foam swords, and there are rules in how you cr- can create your foam swords, but basically yes. you run around the woods or whatever playing field pretending to play Dungeons and Dragons in real life. And it's actually quite a lot of fun. And if you're out of shape, it's a great way to get exercise. Yes. Not even kidding. That was basically yes. The, that was the secondary reason why I even considered it. <laughs> For because, the spontaneous exercising, that's like 
once every other week. Oh, yeah. We did once a week. We tried for one. I think we only did like once a week for a very short period, but I think we did. Rolling back a couple. There ain't nothing that will get a gamer's ass moving quicker than, oh my god, there's a Tarrasque behind (laughs) you. Like, no, literally a Tarrasque behind (laughs) you. You better start moving now. Move your butt. And where you can insert Tarrasque for your favorite humongous <laughs> bad evil thing that you will never in a million years be able to kill. <laughs> yes. But a anyway. big kaiju monster, yes. <laughs> Amped Guard, it's a system yes. just like Dungeons and Dragons is a system, except for the fact that Yes. You also have to worry about people's physical safety. You can literally make your own foam weaponry. You can't have anything that can wrap around somebody's neck. So, like a flail, can't yeah. have just a rope. You have to cover in foam. Swords need to be no need to be larger than an eye socket, etc., etc., etc. Yeah. But like every other type of gaming out there, there are certain groups of people that have a give a specific way that they want to play the game. At least in LARPs, or more specifically in Amped Guard, there were stick jocks, and then there were role players. Stick jocks. Stick jocks, in the briefest way I can describe, are folks that just want to swing a sword, get up in ranks for being able to swing a better sword, and Uh eventually be masters of swinging their sword around. Stick jocks. Right? Exactly as it sounds. Role players are the ones that are in it for story. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, again, LARPing is exactly like Dungeons & Dragons, except that instead of minis or sitting on a table, you are literally yeah. outside or in a physical venue actually running around and pretending to do the things that you pretend to do in a normal game. Yes. Um, but that's Boffer Uh-huh. It's also we- Yep. And there's you know, there's loads and loads of loads of foam foam rubber LARPs. I'm sure if you look up LARP on the internet in your area you could probably find one. Oh yes. Um so aside from the stick jocks, Amped Guard mm-hmm. and every single other gaming community of size has political issues. So in Amped Guard you go to what they call a park. A park is a designated place. You show up on Saturday at 10.30 in the morning with your <laughs> gear, uh-huh. and, you do the th- and you do the thing. Yes. That is what, that's a park. You sign in, you get your XP for the day, da 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 you, you do quests, whatever. There is, obviously, there is drama, because uh-huh. pe- people are involved, and yes. that's just kind of inevitable. <laughs> and full disclosure... I ran a park because, quite honestly, I was not happy with the local options, right? The closest option to us was basically a park that was entirely devoted to stick jockery. Like, it was, oh, you want to actually roleplay and not just swing a sword and be a badass? Not even pretend, just be a badass? Oh, okay, that's (laughs) nice. Um, yeah, see ya? (laughs) (laughs) Like, they didn't even know the meaning, they probably didn't even know the meaning of the word roleplay. To them, it was like a sport, I think. Which is fine. Yeah. Which is completely acceptable, I just I just didn't want to play that way, and neither yeah. did a whole bunch of our friends. Yes. So, 
as a solution, we were like, oh, how hard is it to create a park? Oh, not hard? You'd basically come up with a charter and blah, 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 blah. Okay, fine, whatever. Yep. So we did that. We called it Loa's Landing. There's a whole backstory to that. I'm not going to go into it right now. We <laughs> called it Loa's Landing. It was an archipelago in the yes. middle of who the hell knows where. Yeah. It was somewhere. It and was, we had... It, it, it existed... And that's all we ever knew about it because yeah. literally you could not find, you could not navigate your way there if you wanted no. to. If Lowe's Landing wanted you there, it would drag yeah. you through a horrifying portal, and that was that was it. You were there. <laughs> yeah, there was there was no navigating away. There was no navigating to. It was ta da! You're there. Yeah, ta da! You're there. Um, and what we big feature that we in, implemented into Lois Landing was it was uncharted. No one knew that's true. what was exactly there either. They just know they just saw when they got to the main island where we started everything. There was other islands there in this archipelago. Archipelago, oh, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> there well, is whew. it was uncharted for a whole bunch of reasons. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Not the least of which was that it was incredibly dangerous to go into the water. <laughs> oh. Backstory. I was playing a ratkin, effectively. You know, six foot tall... Not murder carpet because he was a he was a big mush, but he was a six <laughs> foot tall. I don't know, probably four hundred pound rat, a white <laughs> rat that was the chef on a pirate ship yep. that was run by our buddy. Yes, our friend had this whole pirate lineage, like a family lineage, oh, yes. amongst him and some of his buddies, and so that's kind of how I got onto the ship was literally to make the cook. <laughs> And funny side note, um, because he was, because Usul, who I literally stole the name of the, you know, the, with the mouse shadow <laughs> in like the second moon and dune, I stole that name because I thought, oh my God, that's a great name. So he was Usul <laughs> Moravian Blacktongue, right? Ratkin and Ampgard were basically a monster class, and I created a PC out of this monster class and then gave it a shit ton of backstory. Like, <laughs> here is how Ratkin society in Ampgard works. But anyway. Yeah. So, he was the chef. Rats, rats are known to carry diseases. Rats do not know that they carry diseases. No, they do not. No, no, they do not. They just know, hey... Because they're generally not afflicted by it, right? They're not necessarily oh, afflicted yeah. by the same things that everyone else is afflicted by. Rats like, are plague carriers. They're they're like Typhoid Marys. They're immune to the things yeah. they have, but yeah. they just spread it like wildfire. Carrier is the exact word I was looking for. They just carry it. They are not necessarily affected. Yeah. He's the chef. He does not know what germs are. <laughs> he does not know that he is a carrier of horrible diseases. But he's such a big huggable bear of a rat that no one has the heart to tell him that he is literally killing everyone every time he puts dinner together. Again, he, he had no sense of germs to clean the, the cookware. He licks it. 
He tastes everything. He has zero sense of hygiene. <laughs> so it became like this big horrible joke that he would serve dinner, go back into the galley kitchen, and the captain of the ship would have to heal everyone after every meal so they didn't die. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, anyway. Everyone fine? Okay. Anyway, oh. sorry. That was a long, long... <laughs> well, yeah. You, you, you had a little backstory that was a while. Yeah, that's fine. You, you're, you played a lot longer than I did. Oh my god, I love that character so much. I want to play him again at some point. He needs to come back. He needs to come back. Anyway. Well, he, d- well, he did come back for a different story later down the line, but that was not Ampguard, if I can remember correctly. But that's another story entirely, and that's I, not today's episode. Yeah, no, I don't remember. Anyway, so long story short. He was a... So that's how I ended up. I created yeah. this park. We created this wonderful backstory. It is an unexplored archipelago. There are natives to the islands. I basically made a scatter plot. And I'm like, sure, this is what 150, 600 islands or something. Nobody really knows. Yeah. The whole area is surrounded by a dense fog. <laughs> mm-hmm. So once you leave the island area, you have no idea where you are. You have no idea how to get there or how to get out necessarily, yeah. and you don't. You can't even necessarily see where the next island is. But yeah. the pirate ship landed on the main island. Yes, by some miracle. Yes, um, well, <laughs> the miracle by their by their terms, but by GM terms, just GMs. Like I want you yeah. here. <laughs> so the the park essentially took largely took place on the main island. Where we had such wonderful things as anomalous weather. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Nobody knew where the weather came from. We just knew that there was weather. And when I say say anomalous, I mean the sky would go black from the local volcano. (laughs) And then all of a sudden it would rain. But it was Kind of a weird rain, because the puddles were red. Oh. And tasted an awful lot like copper. So we literally... Yeah, damn that copper rain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For sake of keeping this as a family show, quote-unquote, we will call it copper rain, but really it was blood. (laughs) (laughs) We literally had blood rain as a possible event. Not, Not like red color, but actual... Blood, blood. <laughs> I came up with a whole like table of like fifteen or thirty different kinds of anomalous weather. Like it would be sunny, and then all of a sudden, a water spout would like show up in the middle of the island or something. <laughs> but anyway, so there were there were tribal natives. There were like there's a minotaur at one point for some reason. Um, it was a very weird place where like. Everything kind of like got sucked in and conglomerated, yes. and just somehow managed to survive. I think at mm-hmm. one point on the forums, Usul was running out of food because they hadn't finished even exploring the main island, and he just saw a shadow swimming in the water. Okay, <laughs> ah. he's thinking, "Oh, we're docked in a fairly shallow bay." <laughs> The water is salty. Oh, the shadow must mean fish. 
If by fish you mean Loch Ness Monster Plesiosaur, sure. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> it's a sea creature. It is. Fishes are sea creatures. So, yeah, there were literally sea monsters in about 20 feet of water swimming around hunting, and it was like, it was great. It was a lot of fun. But anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun, and it was very drama-free. Oh, yeah. It was fairly drama-free because it was our own thing, right? We could run as much story as we wanted yes, online and in person without the politics, because, honestly, the politics ruined it. Um, we did actually have some visitors once in a while. And oh, yeah. They kind of played along, but I think it was really just a matter of getting their their passport stamped kind of thing. You know? Yeah, because I think there was a extra feature at Ampguard if you went if you went on a non-home games, you got extra experience or something like that. Yeah, something like but yeah. Know, again, it was it, it was fine. It was just part of doing the thing, right? Yeah. It was part of part of the experience and we were happy to have them. I think uh-huh. the only reason we really stopped was because legally we had to have insurance and permission slips and we're like, alright, whatever. Well, that was um that was not the the for we were doing everything right by Amcard standards. It but the for work. the county, for the local park we were in, we didn't have the proper stuff. Which is fine, whatever, right? Yeah. So, but by that by that point, we had kind of started running out of gas on it anyway. I think we took it offline for a while, but then like all you know, as games do, it kind of fizzled. Yeah. But then my lady friend at the time uh-huh. came to visit, and she was a big World of Darkness fan. I think you know where I'm going with this rasp. Okay. Uh, I. Oh, okay. I didn't hear the name what you said, so that kind of had to jump. And when you said vampire, now I understand what you're saying. Okay, I'm on board. I'm I'm back up the same page you are. I think I am. I don't want to lose you because this is this is kind of like the meat and potatoes, right? This is uh, this, yeah. So <laughs> this is the main reason why we're doing this episode tonight, at least. At least that's what I'm thinking. So my my lady friend came over from across the pond. Yes, leap over the pond. She swam across the pond. Um, and one day she said, "Hey, we should try doing a Vampire the Masquerade LARP." And I said, "Oh, that's amazing." Yes. We all wholeheartedly agreed. Oh yeah, absolutely. She was loads. She was loads of fun, and we got a whole bunch of people down in my basement, and we, yeah, we got a LARP going in about what, three hours. Um, yeah, let's see. I think she was there for a week. Right. Was she there a week? And then we like she was here. She, for- she had the idea mid of the weekend. Then we got it up and running by that weekend when she was still here. We basically went from "Hey, we should do this" to "Hey, all right, we're doing this." In I, I say a matter of hours because it was like "Hey, lunch," and then we kind of just we had lunch. Yeah, we talked about it. And then we did other stuff until, like, that Friday night or whatever. Yeah. And that's when I got to be Prince for 30 minutes. Do you want to continue the story, Let uh, or should I let my ego take over? For <laughs> Well, uh, as we know, your ego's large enough as it is. I think I should try to continue at least to try to push your ego out of the way if I can to let me speak. All you have to uh, do is ask But Oh. May I continue? Banjo, the Supreme. My, my ego approved. <laughs> okay. 
As long as Banjo Seekers approved approves of this. Okay, so the LARP that we decided to start uh, under with a uh, short prep time, which we've done a fairly good job of doing it, as I'll explain shortly. We decided to set this vampire LARP in a city, based in a city close to where we were at. Um, well, our physical location. Our right. physical location. So if. I'm yeah. Since it doesn't matter, it was Columbia. It's a small little town, not not really smallish. It's a medium-sized town outside. Yeah, of Baltimore. Baltimore, Maryland. Outside Baltimore, Maryland. Um, it yeah, a medium-sized town outside of Baltimore in Maryland. Let's see. Go, Rasputin. Go. I believe in you. <laughs> you believe in me? Uh, only if I can believe in myself at the same time. But anyway, uh... So, yes, based in Columbia, the city that we lived physically near to at the time, uh, where we decided to run a lovely idea where the this group of vampires... Now I'm trying to remember. Crap. <laughs> Hold on. Do you want me to take over? Because I feel like you're struggling a bit. And I promise... I am, I am struggling. Because uh, I'll remember stuff as it as it's speaking to me, and I'll add what's oh, okay, okay. there. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I've taken over your ego too quickly. I wasn't prepared. No, 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 Here, no, no. no. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I, it was, I brought it up. It should It should have been my responsibility to wrangle everything appropriately. So... All right. Baltimore feels like a very vampire <laughs> it, you know, type of city, right? It was kind of like a running joke out of character for all of us. <laughs> and Columbia is kind of like the next biggest city to Baltimore. So, of course, the vampires would have a stronghold there. Mm-hmm. And yes. I don't know. What do you call it? a kingdom of Baltimore? Well, the ruler of the, of the city is usually called the prince. It's a domain, the, or the dominion of the prince. Okay, so the, I, they're not called kingdoms, at least. Okay. Uh, not that I can so recall. the dominion of Columbia was having yeah. a whole bunch of political vampire issues because vampire, let's honestly, let's face it, vampire is routinely about politics and working your way up the food chain, figuratively and literally. Yes. <laughs> and so a meeting was called for the local high-ranking vampires in the area. This meeting took place in Elysium, which is their safe house, if you will. A designated sanctuary for vampires where... They, they can be public as vampires it's, without threat of breaking the masquerade and so on and so forth. It's a vampire sanctuary. Vampires yeah. can do their vampires. Yes. The meeting was called because the, the lower-ranking vampires were all angry and blah, blah, blah. Like, things aren't going well. What the actual hell? You know, we want answers, prince of the city. <laughs> you know, which, of course, yeah. was, you know, being one of the guys that set it up, I was the prince. Yes, right? that was just how we set it up. Yes, there was a there was a slight catch though, um, because it turns out that the actual prince of the of the the city had been in suspended animation, if you will. In vampire yes. terms, he was in torpor for the better yes. part of a year, eighteen months. He had a stake in his heart and was buried somewhere. He wasn't yeah. dead, because that doesn't actually kill vampires. No. At least in Vampire the Masked Terms. Yeah. 
That just puts him in a coma, basically. Puts him in a coma. And the, uh, well, the, uh, the, the, hold on. It was the Malkavian Primogen of the time actually knew where the body was and kept his prince safe. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was the idea. <laughs> well, the, Mal- the Malkavian had, had bigger plans. But anyway. Yes. So, long story short, the meeting gets started and the prince, me, the prince, is like trying to bring order to everything. And, He's like, listen, you need to sit down and relax. Everyone's like, ah, raging, raging, raging. And then all of a sudden, this weird shadowy figure played by my lady friend at the time, because again, she was just visiting, right? Yes. It comes up, like, I'm banging on the pool table, like, ah, come to order. She comes behind me and essentially runs a sword through my chest in game terms. Yep. And this was totally planned. Like, nobody else... I don't... Rashford, I don't even think you knew of this. Well, maybe you mm-hmm. knew. I can't remember. But basically... Yeah. Nobody, I either, like, but yeah. The three of us, me, her, and you, yeah. were the only people that knew. So she runs a sword through my chest, actually killing me. And basically exclaims to the entire court, because that's what you call the high, all the high-ranking vampires. Yeah. Explains to the entire court, he is an imposter. Your prince is actually dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, all hell breaks loose after that, right? It was, like, a perfect way to start the game and introduce her because she was, like, a visiting, a visiting vampire yeah. I think we had her as, like, an investigator or something. Yeah. From, like, the high, high court. I the, de- it, she, the thing is, she was investigating into the imposter, who the, they were from somewhere else in generally. Right. Okay. So she was there to slay the imposter. Right. So she was literally there to assassinate me. And I'm like, no! My ten minutes of glory are over! <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So basically, I got to be. So that was that was kind of like my whole. I got to be prince of the city for for thirty minutes. Yeah. It was a really awesome storyline because we kept it going for a little while. Anyway. Yeah, there was a few. Yeah, we had that had a few sessions that. Yeah. Well, it was like I said, it was a lot of fun because. Oh yeah. We all got we all got to hang out basically wherever we wanted to hang out and yeah. you know continue the storyline. You had a character that literally knew where the bodies were hidden. Yes. And I don't remember what your plan was because at that point I had switched to a different fringe member. He was high enough ranking to be involved in the court proceedings, but he was more. <sighs> into his own business he was more like i don't care what the hierarchy is i just need to know (laughs) the whole situation turned into a giant mess in character because because nobody knew where the real prince was whether or not he was actually dead yeah or just hidden in stasis somewhere. So yes. then it became, oh, well, obviously my lineage has been running this town since forever and ever. And it just became a big <laughs> political game. And it was brilliant. And it required almost zero prep. And oh, yeah. Zero, zero equipment. All we had were cards because the, the White Wolf Mines Eye Theater... System uh, was was all 
rock, okay. paper, scissors base. Right? Yeah. So instead of rock, paper, scissors, we drew cards, and it was like, okay, for each point in your stat, you draw a card, and then you, when you want to do a roll, if you need to, yeah. you pick a card out of those and try to beat the value of the other person. But yeah. I think, honestly, in like the seven or eight sessions, we've only really rolled a couple of times. Um, I, There was like, I think there was like one roll, maybe a session, or one test. Right. The better word wording would be. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it was, and it was amazing because it was like, oh, well, we could just keep like the story going without having these silly random number <laughs> generators interfering. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was brilliant. I got to rule a city for 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, the, the main NPC I was running as was almost on the chopping block for a few bits from the new prince brief backstory he was the same one that also ran the pirate ship yes he had, he had a very he he liked to be in charge of stuff and we let him by, yes by, by all rights because he was in those types of situations he was a strong leader in that particular game nobody really wanted to be leader because the leader was the one most likely to be backstabbed <laughs> true it was a power struggle like nobody wanted to be on top of the pile until the <laughs> chaos had subsided <laughs> but yeah there was all kinds of treachery and stand plot oh yeah i i still like the uh the power play that that the Malka my malkavian did with his uh child as in, in vampire terms there is the sire and there's the child. Sire makes a when they, when, right. a, when a vampire makes a new when a vampire makes a new vampire, mm -hmm. they they make a child. And there's a basically like a parent and child relationship between them. I honestly don't remember what the power thing. Uh no, it was the what was it? Um, when this was the first session when the new prince was in reign, right? And <laughs> when, and also the first session when brought a new player into LARP and oh, we yeah, yeah, yeah. As the Malkavian's child. So, with the prince and his child, <laughs> I know there's a lot of children in this game. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the prince. The but not prince, children, children. The, but. The, I hate to say it, the temporary prince. But yeah, the self proclaimed prince and his vampire lineage. Yes. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. Right, because you. Uh, well, progeny, there we go. That's yeah. another word to say, progeny. Yeah. Okay, so the because we had new players come in, and then yeah, we had yeah new players come in, and then my oh, well, I'll just use my as from since mine's small cave anyway. My progeny on the first session he came in, right. and the deal with the new prince and then his progeny, they spoke ancient Hebrew with each other. Oh, really? so but as my progenies had the idea when he got the experience points at the end of the session because they spoke ancient he they spoke hebrew with each other so my project had the right idea well let me pick up the linguistics mm -hmm. and pick up hebrew myself it's like and the only reason he can do this within a week is because he he had a dedic memory he was super intelligent he was also a polygot at the same time oh, so right, he right, picked right. it up pretty quickly right. so the session after the prince and his progeny was trying to have a private conversation <laughs> they still spoke in english of course but they did the hand gesture saying we're doing this in another language <laughs> and then of course my project says like well what language is this hebrew I'm like i know hebrew <laughs> how did you know hebrew right so technically right <laughs> Right, I remember. I remember that 
that. So your your progeny was like listening in on all these private conversations in the background because Malkavians are really good at being sneaky. Yes. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. Oh my god. That was that, so, was, yes. that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, uh. If LARPing fits still stigmatized, why? Honestly, not that much different from normal role-playing, except... Oh, yeah. You don't even have to get dressed up. Amped Guard, fine. We did it because yeah. it was Renfair garb, and pretty much every single one of us had some kind of Renfair garb. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. But for the most part, as vampires, we just did it in our normal street clothes for a couple of hours in yeah. whatever venue we decided to hang out <gasps> Well, some of them, some people did dress up, if I can remember correctly. There was a little bit, but it was mostly like, we, uh, again, it was a modern setting, so it was more, yeah. more like, hey, I want to be a little bit more posh, or hey, oh yeah, you know, hey, or uh, I'll wear a suit, or wear like a like a right. like a casual suit and things like that, yeah, yeah. Or, or hey, my guy is uh, Malkavian and not not, not Malkavian, Nosferatu, like right? oh yeah, the one Nosferatu, he always wore a trench coat and a mask because Nosferatus <laughs> are like supposed to be are not generally considered pretty to look at <laughs> so that was like that was like the thing and that was about it but it was loads of fun. oh yeah it was loads of fun honestly more fulfilling than normal games in a lot of ways because it helped get into character like that's probably yeah. like the one thing that would stigmatize that would make it stigmatized is the level of commitment that some folks might put into it. Yes. You are walking around pretending to be that character. Oh, yeah. But if that's not your bag, fine, whatever. That's oh, your bag. yeah. Um, and I guess one last note before you know, before we call it an episode is we actually uh-huh. that um, that one LARP that we actually developed the 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 gods among us for I can't remember what it's called I think that's oh uh, we are trying to make it if I can remember correct well, we or trying to develop it well I don't think we were developing a system per se we were just developing a we had a whole, we had a full, we had a we had a full, I, we had a complete enough LARP system. Oh. News to me, but uh, I thought we just had a story idea ready to go for it, not system of mine, but anyway. No, no, no. Oh, um, okay, fine. I don't, well, I do not recall a system in place. I just recall a story. Excuse me. I, so, th- I thought we were on the same page, but apparently I was running solo. Because <laughs> LARPing... In a given world, right? Like vampire, whatever, requires knowledge of that world. We had actually come up with a really cool idea that was fairly mythos agnostic, I guess. We called it Gods Among Us because it was, quite honestly, what would happen if the gods from from mythology were stuck on Earth for some reason. And their stats were effectively based on the most well-known traits. Like, Lucifer is charming and handsome, and so those are his traits. Each god got, like, four traits or something, and there was a kind of a system... I mean, you're right. (laughs) Most of a system around that concept. When you think of Thor, what are the top five things you think of as Thor? Okay, those are his... Those are his traits. That is okay. that is the limit of what he can do 
in a, All right. in a magical term. All right. I, a I just thought we had a story idea, not a no no mechanics per se, but I guess how you describe it, it's like, okay, that's how I probably could have confused it as a story idea. <laughs> I, I guess I'm just not a smart dragon, I guess. I don't know, or no, just not, or at least don't perceive that much. No, or more likely you just don't care. I was doing it by myself. Ah. <laughs> on on that sour note, I guess we're gonna have to call it an episode. Oh, I, I don't want to talk sorry. anymore. I thought sorry. we were friends. But no. So <sighs> any uh, final thoughts? Uh not, final thoughts. If you can find a LARP and if you, if you think you can handle social interactions with LARP groups, it's a great experience to have. At least even if it's just for one LARP session, it's oh, yeah. it's a nice experience to have. Absolutely. And if you do catch the bug of it, <laughs> it is a great experience to keep on playing. Yeah. And like any other social gaming, you if you develop friends through the, that place, you'll develop long-term mm. friends. Mm. Absolutely. I'm kind of curious to know what systems our listeners would like to see as a LARP. Like, what would they like to be for a day? You know, ah, uh, I, I just I think I'd be fascinated because, again, you and I have had a ton of experience coming up with our own RPG systems, or at least, oh yeah, kind of conjuring them. And LARPing is quite honestly the easiest. It's like a deck of cards. Okay, what are the stats? <sighs> Okay, boom, boom. Yeah. Ten minutes done. <laughs> yeah, basic mechanics, yeah, just to get simple resolutions and all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's simple resolution without the need to actually go building foam weaponry and oh, yeah. try to like, hit, because that only goes so far. But, uh, alrighty, folks, I have been Banjo. I have been Rash with her. And thank you for joining us on Let the Dice Roll. If you have questions, comments, you can find us on LetTheDiceRoll.com. Yeah, and LetTheDiceRoll.com, of course, has our link to Ko-Fi, where you can donate money if you so desire. To help yes, us kind of if, keep things running. If you like our podcast, yes. That's true. Please like our podcast. I won't be bitter <laughs> if you don't. We we stray a lot, I promise. Uh, the LetTheDiceRoll.com also has all of our links to social media, etc., etc. If you want to comment, you should probably do it for one of those until we mm -hmm. get something more formal set up. Oh, yeah. See you next time. And all right. Bye.